0: Welcome back, my friends, to the sweet spot, where IT leaders share the insight with other leaders and others that want to lead. My name is Carlos Vargas, and I every week, my two co-hosts, Howard Holden and Paul Lewis. I'd like it to be known that
1: Howard is just known as Howard now. Carlos and I have our last names, but <laughs> <laughs> starting January 1st, Howard is now going by one name only.
2: True. Sure. not you really what need season? last name, though? I mean, is there more than one? There's more than one Paul. There's more than one Carlos. There really should only be one Howard.
1: It is a hilarious thing I do at Pythian in all circumstances, whether I'm on a, we're doing like a trivia or I'm or I'm doing a presentation. I always put Paul Lewis CTO in all circumstances. No spaces <laughs> between. One thing was I need them to know.
0: <laughs> I
2: need them to know.
0: So wait, your room is like twice the size of Howard's room last week. <laughs> My room
1: is huge. This is... First of all, this is just the first room. I have three of these rooms. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Nice large suite in uh, downtown Toronto today.
2: Ah, uh, I'm glad to give you a nice large suite in the city that is the least valuable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, sorry, but well, I don't get a lot of I don't get a lot of Marriott value out of a Toronto stay. Right.
2: Sure. Well, that, that was like the uh, uh, conference I went to. I think it was last year. It might have been the year before where they put me in the presidential suite at a Denver hotel. <laughs> that thing had seating for 21 Man. people. There were 21 like chairs, couch things that had seating.
1: At least you had a lot of people locally you could bring, right? And do sure. you know, a quick
2: D&D game. Sure. I did call my wife and say, honey, you got to come check this thing out. <laughs> like, <laughs> You got to make time to get down here once. <laughs>
0: nice. So then where are we in the world this week?
2: I am. You're at home, looks like. Yep, I am home. Next awesome. week. I will not be. Next okay. week, I'm going to go visit SpaceX, so that should be fun.
1: Nice. Ooh. Are you meeting with the top dog, or just? To
2: I up? hope not, because I don't think I could bite my tongue.
1: <laughs> You'll be providing an opinion. But,
2: well, yes, there are, there are uh, probably three humans that that I don't think I could bite my tongue around. They'd get an opinion from me, one way or the other. I see. Right. One is a, a former president of ours. One is um Elon Crazy Pants Musk. And then the third is likely the Pope. <laughs> the
1: Pope. <laughs> this one or all popes? Is all you know? all. all.
2: all. They, they represent a an institution that had a real weak uh response to uh I don't know, hundreds of thousands of children being abused, like you know. <laughs> We're
0: going, we're going hard on this episode. (laughs) So, so that's interesting because I think that you mentioned three people that should be at some way thinking. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say that they should be improving or thinking about how to improve because they, they have, they're at a certain level, like. Some are leading, some are developing new technology. As technology leaders, do you guys take the time to think about, like your progression, what you went through, and where you got there, or is that just constantly, something?
2: Constantly, constantly. There is not a, it is a rare day that goes by where I don't think about how I have improved in the last some period of time. And what I need to do to improve in the future, and what that looks like, and the specific tactical things I need to do to continue my my evolution improvement.
1: Like, what's an yeah. example? What, what's an example of a thing that you've improved upon and how you measured it?
2: Um. Mm, so it, a lot of times it's feedback, mm. right? So I'll get feedback, and I am I'm I'm rough. Right. I'm like, I'm tough as a customer. You, I've been a customer of yours, Paul. Yes. I I, I like that you're laughing.
1: That's because I was told before I met you that you were a tough customer. I was like (laughs) pre-warned to say, now you're about to meet Howard. He has received the best service with the least (laughs) price because he wouldn't buy anything until it was true.
2: Yes, that is true. I actually got a phone call from a DM. Hey buddy, we can't do another deal like that one. Went, like what? And he goes, uh, "We lost a little bit of money on that one. That's I mean, like, over the calls. Like, like we, yeah, we lost money on the hardware. Forget about <laughs> the service. <clears throat> you got service and stuff for free. We lost money on the hardware. We can't do another one of those. <laughs> I'm like, dude, all you had to do is call, right? right? Like, I'm not, un- I'm, I'm tough, but I try not to be unreasonable,
0: right?
2: Um, and so, you know, being on the customer side for as long as I have, and 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 especially being in the in the exact chair where it was all on me um, and not having time made me mm, abrupt, right?
0: Right. Some of the
2: feedback that I've received is, is, uh, oof, he's rough. Right. And so thinking through my approach, how, how do I get the same thing across without being quite as abrupt? You know, how much, how much more can I listen? You know, I'm 47 it's it's I'm an old dog at this point but even this old dog is is changing his is learning new tricks you know what I mean um, and I realize that's a soft skill but that's an example
1: is that like when you say that is that from you to an employee you to an employer you to a vendor like oh. what's you to a customer like what's the what angle of- uh,
2: this is me to a customer right I don't, I, don't, I don't really have vendors anymore not in the not in the traditional sense it's it's actually kind of weird as an as a a head of an the the head techno person in an analyst firm to have vendors is weird right the relationship is it couldn't be more different right right because now it's just hey like i'm calling you because we did a report you came out well so i figure you kind of know what you're doing rather than let me take a look at a bunch of people it's it's i'm i'm i can be very selective and very focused and have some insider knowledge when i have those conversations
1: right so you've become more patient, you've become more, you listen more to the, to the request.
2: Um, yeah. And, and with, <laughs> hmm, I make sure I know my audience before I am totally brutally honest,
1: hmm.
2: right? I value brutal honesty, like, like you would not imagine. Um, but I find most people don't, that, even that though they say idea. they want it, they, they simply do not. Yeah. Um, and... You know. Mostly because they don't
1: imagine it to be as brutal as what they're about to receive. Well
2: they don't they don't imagine it's gonna be as honest. Right. And they don't necessarily know what to do with it. Right. Right. Um and I find people take entirely too many things personally. Right. Right. It's like it's not personal. It's not there's no piece of it that's personal, right? Um I don't assume that you built that graphic knowing it sucked. It just you were just in it. You know right. what I mean? Like it's really 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 hard to be in something and see it objectively and see it through the eyes of your customer right right it's really hard and people take that stuff personally it uh, it doesn't make sense to me but i've learned that it is a truism and therefore it's a me problem not a them problem if that makes sense
1: fair and what i've learned over time and, and i think when i evaluate things that i do there's the there's the Objective ones, which is you know, stagecraft. I can see that I've improved over time, and I can see that by audience reaction, many ways, right? It's entirely obvious if I had zero people ask questions versus 100, zero people ask come up to me afterwards, or 100 clearly a big difference between the two, yep. even though I'd usually always rate myself as a B minus almost in all circumstances. I'll say B minus,
2: <laughs> some
1: of that is just to say. There was something I knew I was wanted to say, I never said it. And that forced me to not be in it, right? There was this thing that I knew going in, I really wanted to make this point. And then over an hour, I forgot to make the point. I just, I just didn't, For sure. it up, For which sure. is insane. Cause I was, I was like burdening myself with that one point this entire time and then just
2: well, and the the whole time in your own head, you're going, if I don't make this point, this whole thing's a waste. If I don't make this point, this whole it's thing's a waste. If I don't exactly. make it, look, it's over. And I didn't make that point. And everybody thought it was great. And you're like, no, no, I missed out on this big point. It could have been so right. much better with this big point. So right. when it's all said and done, if you'd have made the big point, it would have been exactly received exactly the same way it was received without the big point.
1: Right, because they probably wouldn't have remembered the point, even though I thought it was key to my entire message.
2: Right, but you're in it, and they're not in it. Right. It's really hard to be in something and see it objectively. Yep. Right. Um, and for the record, uh, you made me think of something. So, so okay. it's my big point. Um, I think anyone that is struggling to figure out how to develop good stagecraft, go run a Dungeons and Dragons game, hmm. right? Because it, it, I, I, I'm telling you right now, it, it highlights this point better than anything I've ever done in my life because effectively, and I don't care if you're reading from a module or you're completely rolling your own adventure the whole time you feel like you're barely keeping yourself, your head above water, right? Players are throwing stuff at you. They're asking stuff constantly. You're constantly trying to react to what they're saying while read ahead enough that, you know, what's going on, not provide the wrong information, not provide too much information, give it all back to them and all this stuff. And you feel like you're drowning the whole time. Hmm. And I've been doing that for 35 years. D D, right? Still to this day, f- we just played on Saturday. I still feel like I'm behind. I still feel like I'm drowning. You know what? The players never notice it. Right. The audience never notices it. To them, it's fantastic every time. Right. right.
1: And then at the end, are you satisfied that you did a good job?
2: No, there's always room for improvement.
1: Oh,
2: right So and when it's all said and done, I'm constantly going back over, going, oh no, I wish I'd done this different. No, uh, I wish I'd done this different. So you're a B yeah. uh, C minus.
1: Always self-assessment.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So do you see yourself as that, or do you see the team that you're leading as that is going through the same challenge, that they're not getting to where they ha- should I should self-assess
1: be. A B minus almost entirely, right, uh, for two reasons. One, I'm not necessarily objective in evaluating my own self. Uh, and then two, there's always something I should have done differently when I run it through my head again. The one thing I think other than SageCraft that I think I have absolutely proved on even in the last five years has been leading executives. Now, I've led VPs and SVPs in my life, um, but the teams are much bigger, right? So arguably less impactful because Mm -hmm. any one decision could be fixed by one of a thousand people, right? When you lead a much smaller team, however, leading the executives, the turns are much quicker. And therefore you can make a wrong decision and have immediate negative impact to that. And therefore I have to really evaluate how I'm leading those type of individuals. I have to, in many ways, think a couple steps ahead and make a determination on whether I'm willing to take the risk of left, right, or center before I help them sort of make decisions, which is not something I would have done in the past. I would have just made quick decisions based on what I know at the time turn left. And if left wasn't right, fine, go go right. Yeah,
2: but but there's, it's a
1: much smaller organization, left might have detrimental financial impacts. <laughs> therefore, okay.
2: you're, you're in the back of the bus. That's right. Right, when it's a huge organization, you're in the back of the bus and the bus is full. Right. And therefore, you're just telling the person in front of you, hey, do this, and the person in front does the same thing. And by the time the game telephone plays out, right, everyone has added their own experience, their own knowledge, their own domain expertise, and it gets to the front and it's actually a much softer message, right? Right. And the right thing ends up happening. It may not be as emphatic. It may not be as fast. It may not be any of those things, right? Because it's going to, it's going to have softened as it made it w- its way through the bus. Yeah. But, but when you're at a small company, it's a minivan. Right. right. And you lean forward and talk directly to the driver and the driver goes, oh crap. Right. 90 degree turns <laughs>
1: Ninety degree turns. Organization
2: versus 30 degree
1: turns right. in bigger organization, right? Which you can recover from. In, in any real way. So I can, so my leadership style has changed in that not only just small to large organization, but I focus way more of my time and energy now on the individual and not the business. So good, bad, or indifferent, whatever the situation in front of me, it's much more about what can I do for your next five years versus what can I do for you this week? It's less important to me, right? I'm, I'm less concerned about whether I think you make a good short-term decision because I wouldn't put you in the position if I didn't think you could. So therefore that's now not in my top of mind. It's not something I think about on an occasional basis. I think much more about if you were to do this decision, Mr. Person who reports to me, what's the net impact to your career? Like what's the social impact to this? What is the impact to your peers? What's the impact to your Uh, how a CEO would envision you in making this decision. That's that's what I help them realize, and that's where I spend my time now versus the actual real decision that I just let them make.
0: Sure. Yep. So if if you think about that improvement, what is your thinking through that process to improve yourself, like where you go, what you do, and what you do for your people? so they can improve also because you you mentioned that that's a a big area that is needed so how do you guys do it and then how do you take your people through that process uh, um
2: so i tend to go i tend to reflect on the mistakes i made last week and sometimes a mistake is just i didn't know how to do this thing and i i found myself off balance right right Um, And then I go, okay, cool. I didn't really know enough about this thing last week. I need to know more about this thing. Um, What do I know that is near field to this thing? As in, what is the distance between what I know right now and what the knowledge I need so that I can say I know this thing? Mm -hmm. And if it's like nuclear physics, no, I'm not going to get there. Right. Therefore, I need to find an expert. As in, anytime a nuclear physics question comes to me, great. I haven't got a clue. Let's go to the expert. Right. Maybe I'll get a seventh grade education in nuclear physics, which is just enough to know this person is not gonna waste the time of my expert, right right? M- most I don't find myself in that situation most of the time. not 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 I just don't get asked the questions that are that are like that. you know what I mean? Mm. It's not that I have a full knowledge everywhere. Um, so then it's really just how much of this, like how near field is this and how much of this do I need to know? to be an expert at my job, not an expert in the thing. That's a common mistake I see made. Right. An expert in my job, right? What is the difference? The, the, the difference can be enormous, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need to be a CFO, but I need to be able to communicate with my CFO. Therefore, I need to understand PL well enough to have an intelligent conversation, right? I need to understand finance well enough to have an intelligent conversation. I do not need to understand enough to survive an audit from, a, from an auditor based <laughs> on my job, right? But I do need to have an intelligent conversation about the, the, um, you know, fair and reasonable use of corporate finance. Right? How do we actually pay for things? Um, where is the income going? Uh, how much of it's going out? And how? And are we in, are we spending intelligently? Are we spending reasonably? Right? I need to be able to make a request, and my request needs to be complete, so the CFO doesn't feel like. You know like i've left her out in the lurch I, I, I don't spend any time i don't know why i'm spending time talking about the cfo i don't spend any time learning about that right now but well, just, you did but i did it at, at one point yeah yeah are you finding that velocity
1: your velocity in asking or answering questions has changed over the last 10 years the speed of which you either ask questions or the speed of which you make decisions
2: i ask questions much faster than i did in the past
1: Mm. Same. Same. In hey, fact, um, that, that would be the biggest change in my leadership style over the last 10 years.
2: I would actually say if I went back in time and gave myself some advice, one piece of advice would be ask the question earlier, dummy. Right. Because we often don't ask the question because we're, we're, we almost feel like we should know it. Therefore, it's expected that we know it. Therefore, we probably do know it. We're just not thinking about it the right way or hard enough. Right. When in fact, there's so much that comes at us that's new. If you just ask the damn question and get it out of the way one, you get educated 2 you've come to the answer faster. Three, you put yourself in the position of at least knowing what the next step is. You know what I mean? You're not wasting time. There's no churn. And I have yet to find anybody that's like, Ooh, I'm surprised you asked that question. You probably should have known that. Yeah. And if I did, that's another sign. I don't want to work for that person. Yeah, It it is fair
1: to say that my limiting factor of asking questions was shame and asking the question. Yeah. I would be perceived as somebody who should have known, but didn't know. And therefore I'm less important to the organization when in fact, what most people realize, especially people who work for you, that you have a lot of knowledge and they don't expect you to know everything. In fact, it is their pleasure to answer those questions, especially if arguably they're easy, right? What does this acronym mean? Because I'm not familiar with that acronym. Oh, well, let me give you three minutes on that acronym. They, they love to do that and they're what I would have expected that they think I should know that they didn't actually expect it. Because, <laughs> right. you know, other things. Right. Right? I'll ask, I'll ask you questions, because you clearly know other things. I don't need you to know everything. And that was a pretty big swing in terms of sort of how I led people, how I interact with customers, how do I interact with vendors, a very, very big swing.
2: Yep. And as a leader, I'm never bothered when someone asks me a question, no matter what the level, I am absolutely bothered when they waste a bunch of time because they didn't know something that could have been solved with an easy ask of a question.
1: Right.
2: Right. yeah. Uh, time is by far the most important resource we have. And I promise you, the three minutes you give up asking, asking a question that may be dumb will save you days, hours, days,
0: weeks, months. Like, you know. Right. So, so can you go a little bit deeper into then how you take then your people? Because you, you both talk about how you do it. Now, how do you get your people so they can improve? Um,
2: for, for me, uh, the number one way is to lead by example. If I want people to ask questions, I ask questions. Right? If I want people to act to, 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 to say things a certain way, I make sure that I say it that way. And then I talk about why I did that.? Right? Um, this podcast, Frankly, is a really good way because we're pretty open and honest in this podcast. Like this, mm-hmm. we spent I don't know 15 minutes now talking about our own shortcomings, right. Yep. right? Nothing else. Yep. Right. We haven't talked about how awesome we are. We've just talked about the things we didn't know, the mistakes we've made. Um, they happen daily, at least several times a day. For, forget about that. Just professionally, like the mistakes I make with my wife are minute by minute. I mean, that's <laughs> right,
1: innumerable. In- 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 <laughs> in- 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 <laughs>
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think, my, I think I think with our new puppy, my dog is. Con- she she's not new. Like I just got her. She's like a year old, but right. she is the puppy. I think my wife is convinced she listens better and is more trustworthy and is um, better behaved and smarter than her husband. So
1: and pees less on the carpet.
2: Yes, and I'm not certain that she's <laughs> wrong.
1: <laughs>
2: but professionally,
1: you
2: know, we make mistakes. Um, they may they may be visible only to us. But, but you know, I make mistakes every day yep. and I'm constantly trying to improve those mistakes. And so being able to talk about them and having the, the, the being safe enough in within yourself to be able to talk about them, talk about them with your team, talk about them with other people, bring that back to the team. Um, that's, that's what I prefer to do, right? I'm not perfect. Therefore I, I do not expect perfection. Mm. Um, you know, uh, one mistake that I made, I was trying to do something good for the team. And I, and I said, look, I pay everyone to, I pay you all to make mistakes that's What I pay you for, I don't pay you for success, I pay you to, for, to make mistakes. We can all find success, but if we're not making mistakes, we're not taking risks. So, I'm paying right. you to, to make mistakes. That did not go over well. The team did not appreciate that message at all, right? Really, right. they really did not appreciate that message at all. It created, how did, new, I remember how did
1: they received the message. Like, what were, what were they hearing when they when you said those words?
2: Well, I, I what they heard was, um, I'm full of crap, uh, they didn't believe you. That is correct. They heard an unbelievable message, right. right? Because the first thing they heard was um, they're they're paid to make mistakes, and they've been fired for making mistakes before, right. and therefore it's a BS message. We're paid to succeed, right. right? The point is, you're not going to get fired for making a mistake, because if you're not making mistakes, then we're not trying hard enough. We're not pushing the envelope. We're not we're not aiming for greatness.
1: Right.
2: And what they heard was, um, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get fired because I've been fired before, but they complete, I think they missed the point and the purpose of the statement.
1: But you do concede that that's probably their their actual experience, right?
2: And it's on me.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. When the message is received wrong, I don't go, oh, the the team just is dumb. No, they're not dumb. These are smart, intelligent, reasonable people that do excellent work. So it's my message that was wrong. Right. That was a mistake I made. I still haven't figured out what that message is supposed to be. You know, I haven't figured out the ideal language for that. but I just know that one's really wrong. So right. I won't use that one again.
1: And it's and it's one of your principles Correct. either way. Correct. And Is I it? have found that I communicate my principles differently also. Yeah. Um I spend a good portion of my time not only with my team, but I also spend time with we'll call them newly minted vice presidents. Right. Um, you know, one-on-one they they don't report to me necessarily directly, but we work together in the, you know, the grand scheme of things. Um, and we won't really have a one-on-one about the business itself. It's not a tactical event. It's not, you tell me about your projects. I'll tell you about mine. It's more about here's a behavior I witnessed. I would suggest to you that the behavior of a VP is different than a behavior of a senior director let me walk you through the principles that are the difference. And just to show you sort of reaction between a senior director and a VP, as an example, individual contributors by their very nature, fear executives, like it or not, that's the reality of life. Yep. So as you get promoted from senior director to VP, even the people who report to you now perceive you as different. You go from us to them. Very, very quickly, potentially even within a month. So, how you interact with your team and your peers actually now now requires you to change your behavior, right? Because you're now perceived as you know, I'm going to use the word loosely the enemy, right? You're you're the them, you're not the us, and therefore you now needs to be correctly So now, so that's that's part of that conversation. So it's less about spending my time making decision X and more of my time saying, let's talk about what it means to be at this level. But that's at least 80% of my time and energy in terms of leadership conversation, which is not something I would have spent as much time on, in fairness, in in my 30 years. Sure, maybe the last five, I spent time having those kind of conversations.
2: Um, I think it's an n plus one or n plus two conversation. Yeah, right. As in the level I'm at plus one or the level I'm at plus two, anything above that is the enemy. Right. So there are definitely organizations where senior director is already right the enemy. Sure. Right. <laughs> um, generally, like there are some organizations I've seen where director is the enemy. Director mm-hmm. is, is is too far disconnected from the work done by an IC. Right. And you don't see them. Like you just don't see your director. Right. Therefore, when your director shows up, it's a bad day. Right. Right. Um, and that's something that that I think every everyone in leadership needs to work on. Right. Mm-hmm. When you walk into the room, does the tone of the room change? Right. Do you want the tone of the room cha- to change? And does it change in a way that's positive or change in the way that's negative? If it's fear, it's negative. Period. End of statement. That's right. Right. And if you think that's a good thing, you are wrong. And, right. and your words
1: ring differently based Correct. on that level. You might have said the exact same sentence two months before when you were, one level less, but it, they now hear the words very differently. For they sure. almost hear... Encouragement as a threat now, even though you've used the exact same words with the exact same tone.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, how, what do you guys then do when you coach someone as an example for that? Because that's a very good example that you come into the room or could be a virtual room or could be a physical room and everybody changes their reaction. What is something that the people that are listening to us? can take as an action item and say, hey, I'm doing this. Here's an option that I can change.
1: I have a couple of hard, but you, you start.
2: Uh, I try to be the most human person in the room. Yeah. That's the first thing I try to do, right? The bigger the room is spent, the more time should be spent being human, right? If the executive walks in the room and the first thing you do is business, 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 right? Then you are just that meme. You are just that avatar, right? but if you walk in the room and you are human for a few minutes right you catch up with everybody and you make it important right it's important to understand what you're doing it's important to laugh it's important to to have a little bit of fun it's important to be a human being and then transition to business and make it make it a you know a real thing like you know if somebody tries to push it you know if you've set aside say 4 minutes right i like 4 minutes cuz 5 feels like we need to get started Right? but you set aside four minutes at, and someone tries to push the meeting, go, eh, just a minute. We still got a minute or two, just mellow. You know what I mean? Be human. Yeah. Be the most human person in the room.
1: Yeah. I always take the tack that the only people in the room who work for me are the people who directly work for me. So if I, I have a hierarchy in the room, everybody in there isn't my direct report, and therefore they're not going to take direct leadership from me, like direction. And I don't want them to think that. I don't want them to think I'm about to say things that are overruling their direct manager or their manager's manager or eventually me. If I'm in a room with lots of hierarchy, then I'm there to motivate and inspire. I'm not there to provide
2: and listen specific direction. And yeah. listen, right. Like if there's a bunch of people in the room and I don't communicate with them, I'm going to phrase it a little different, and I don't communicate with them one-on-one frequently, then really my goal should be Set direction, set the stage, and listen a lot. That's right. And ask questions rather than make statements. I, I find the worst thing an executive, the most dangerous thing an executive can do is make statements.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Statements are orders. That's just how they get interpreted.
1: Yeah.
2: And so you really have to be, you know, when I get when I make mistakes, a lot of times the mistake I made was making a statement before listening all the way. Right? Making a statement that was easily misinterpreted, making a you know, versus asking a question. There, You know, I could probably think through, I don't have specific ones on top of my head, you know what I mean? But if I if I reflected on 20 meetings, there were probably 20 times, at least once per meeting, maybe 40 times, where rather than that statement, if I'd have replaced that statement with a question and made a statement later within that same thread of conversation, I would have had a better outcome.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I my general philosophy with a hierarchy in a room is that it's not the time and place for task creation and distribution. that 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 happens after, right? Yep. there's a time and place for listing, time and place for motivation, time and place for setting a strategic direction, but the actual activity of creating and dividing tasks go through the hierarchy. i don't want them to get their marching orders from me. i want them to get marching orders from their manager. so that it doesn't look like i'm overriding that hierarchy of information flow that needs to occur.
2: No, ideally direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, direction. certainly waypoints,
1: right? Yeah. Certainly we're going northwest this time. I don't know what the end goal is at the point, but I know I'm going northwest until such time as we go north-northwest.
2: Right. By let you know
1: when we go north-northwest. Yeah.
2: By direction, I specifically mean directionality. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like here's the strategy. Here's the reason we're doing this. Here's the why. Right. I'd really n- prefer to not get into the how. There may be certain pieces of the how that I'm passionate about that I feel strongly about. So cool i may point those out but for the most part i'm not I'm not into the how like i'm not doing it therefore right therefore the the how's not not super important to me and and when i when the how is super important to me it's for one of two reasons and i'm pretty firm that it's it's just these two one this is how it reflects upon the brand right right and therefore brand integrity is my job in the room before anybody else's in addition to everyone else's but it is mine first. The second reason is I actually have done some of this work in this way and this is what I get as feedback and therefore this is the opinion that I have,
1: mm.
2: right? If I didn't do, I wouldn't have number two if I didn't do that work, right? So if, if we're talking about a topic and I just don't, I don't participate in the work itself, then I don't have an opinion on two. Yep. I still will almost always have an opinion on one, right? The brand.
1: Do you think your perspective of importance of job or importance of career has um, evolved over the last five, six decades? Yes. Yes. Mine also has.
2: Um, What I thought was important when I was in my 20s wasn't isn't important at all in my 40s, Hmm.
1: right? Meaning ele- elevation, escalation, promotion,
2: title, salary. Yeah, all of it. All of it. Right. Um, you know, I think there's a point where where I, I'm not remotely ready to be retired. I'd like freedom. Sure, freedom. Right? Forty-five. Yeah. Right, but but. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, (laughs) No, I just say that because it was, I was roughly 45 when that occurred to me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, I've thought to myself only 22 more decades and I'm good to go. Well, but that's the thing. I don't, I don't really see retirement as that freedom either. Right. Right. Um, The freedom is not worrying about where the next paycheck's coming from. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the totality of it. It ends there. It's not the freedom to not work. Right. I've worked since I was 11. I don't, like I took three weeks off. It was the perfect amount of time because I spent the last week going, Jesus, I got to get back to work. I don't know what I'm doing myself. Right. So retirement doesn't, there's not a ton of appeal in retirement for me. Retirement for me is I can do all of the things I would like to do and not have to worry about whether I'm making someone else money. So I stay employed. <laughs> right. I can take big swings in retirement. I can't take right. big swings now. Right. I'm limited by the need to have a paycheck next week.
1: I generally call that. Uh, I make, career decisions now based on my ability to choose my own adventure how to where i can spend the time i wish to spend it on yeah so if that requires 40 hours a week at at initiative a and 20 hours initiative b and 10 initiative c then Mm -hmm. great i can mix and match as i desire as i wish
2: yeah yeah seniority what seniority has gained for me is not power right it's Control over my own destiny.
1: Yeah, my own time, my own. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. It, that's really that's really it, and that's that is the driving factor for me now.
1: And I'm not sure power is actually even true. <laughs> like, I I don't feel any more powerful now than I ever have in my entire career, no. because ultimately I don't make every decision, so I I can't possibly think that that is creating any more power for me. Like I haven't. Sure. I don't have invincibility, right? That
2: has. But going back <laughs> but to like twenty, there was certainly a perception of power,
1: hmm.
2: right? And there was a, cha- a a bit of a chase for it, right? Right, um, which which you know had more to do with I'm tired of being told to do stupid things by stupid people,
1: <laughs> right?
2: Just to be blunt, right? Um, when you're in the when you're in the you're when you're at the end of the tail, the tip of the tail, and you're being wagged by the rest of the entire dog. Right. you're constantly looking at things going no, that's just that's that is bureaucracy for bureaucracy's sake and when I'm in control, I won't I will eliminate those things we won't have those things right right Of course, as you progress through your career, you realize and and through an organization, especially a large one, you recognize bureaucracy does have a purpose to a point right right and then human beings create bureaucracy like we create fecal matter it's just a natural expulsion of what we do sure. as humans um right. And, and yeah, a big piece of the job is, can you manage to reduce the bureaucracy and identify those things that are not useful to an organization and those things that are? And I would say that's the most valuable thing, right? Is being able to control my calendar and go, yeah, I don't want to do the stupid things and I don't want other people to do the stupid things. So let's do less stupid things and actually mean it and, and, and have the ability to make that happen. Um, and,
1: and redirect your passion, like both internally, I think where I should spend my passionate time and how I provide guidance to my individual team members, you know, I'll, I'll look at a, a decision that has to be made corporately, and one of my team members will be passionate about turning left or turning right. And I'll stop them and said, does it really matter? Like, is it is it that important to both your life, to the company life that you should be this passionate about this particular direction? It doesn't really matter. So redirect, right? Sure. Bring bring something to me that you're actually, you know, Feel that has an impact on your career, on your team, on your ability to succeed. But this one thing, yeah, not it. (laughs) When I I make my own decision, I kind of look at the same thing to say, do I really care whether this statement says it has a comma or not? Like, is it that important to me that there's a difference?
2: There's a difference, though. Yeah, and 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 that is um, one of the benefits you get the higher you go in an organization is you get the opportunity at more windmills, right. Right, because what you're describing is tilting at a windmill. Is it worth the time to tilt at that windmill? Does it actually make a difference? Right. Right. Well, if I only have two windmills to tilt at, because because that's where I'm at in the organization, maybe it is worth it to me. Okay. Because anything that's anything that creates passion is generally a good thing. So even if the overall impact to your passion to that windmill doesn't matter to me, when I'm looking at ten thousand windmills, it may matter to you. Tilt that windmill all you want. Go for it. I don't want to slow you down or stop you. Right. Because I want I want you to be passionate. But when, but when you're, you're at the top of the organization and you're looking out, you have 10,000 windmills. And so a yeah. lot of times I just go, does that thing matter? Yes. Am I going to mess with it? No. Why? Because I can only tilt at two windmills today.
1: Right.
2: I'll tilt at two windmills every single day. When I get to that one, that one's number 998. And when right. I wake up tomorrow, there's going to be five new windmills, right? right? And so, so that's one of the things, and, and it's one of the things that I enjoy the most about, about being in the position. Right. It's not, it's not giving orders. I don't like giving orders. I never have. I don't enjoy it. Right. But I do like being able to pick my own windmills. Hmm. I, I do like being able to point at a, at a spot in the organ and just put my thumb on it and go, I need to fix this. I need to fix this one today. I okay. to, just, just let me, just let me focus. Let me do that thing.
1: So what has to be true either in the organization or in the team or your just own philosophy, to allow you to do that, to not Um, think about the thousand, to think about the one, to empower others, to think about the thousand.
2: I have to have a good team. It's the most important thing, right? Um, and I have to have like my mission statement, not the mission statement of the company, but the mission statement of the role that I'm in Mm. has to be empowering and impactful. And then I have to like the organization. I think I knew where you were going with that. I hope I, those things long before I, cause I, before I get to look at any of the windmills, I get to look at those three things, yeah. right? What is the mission? What am I being, being empowered to do? And what are you, what are you asking me to do? What do you want from me? Right. Um, what is the, the mission of the company? Like, do I even like the company? Right. Cause I'm not working for a company I don't like. I'm not, I'm not working on something that I don't believe the mission is even both accomplishable Right. And something I would enjoy doing. Right. right. And I, again, right. I've said it on this podcast many times. I'm not the person you want to run your thing. Right. <laughs> if it isn't broken, don't bring me in. I'm a fixer. Let me fix it. Right. right. And I'm probably going to break it while I fix it to to, to build it better. I'm going to throw, throw away anything I think doesn't work. And I have to be empowered to do that. Right, right. And then I have to have an excellent team. Now, look, I don't need all A players for 100% of the team, but I better be empowered to replace those that aren't. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm really, I really enjoy working with a team that all the way throughout is all A players. I don't, I have no B team. I have a lot of A team.
1: Because of the size of the team.
2: Oh, it's way easier to small team. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but that would extend, right? When I'm at a bigger team, then, then A is actually into B because it's just impossible to have all A players.
1: Yeah. And the, the price pressure forces you to
2: create the bell curve. Well, and not everyone can do a work all the time in a big team. You just can't. And therefore you're wasting a players, right? Right. So whatever a is to you, you still need to aim for that, but you also have to be reasonable, right? Do you really want to burn out a players working on D work? Right. Right. Not that I think you should ever strive for D players, right? But the bigger the organization gets, the more D work you have, the more C minus work you have, the more C work you have, right? Don't burn your people out on stuff that they feel is a waste.
1: So my response to the question is the same. I'd add that I I want to be passionate about the company that I'm working for philosophically. Is we
2: that, is that the team? Pardon? Is this in order? No. Okay.
1: I didn't order it in my head first,
2: at least. Right. Well, that's what I meant by like the company, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, like you and I both have kind of a North Star job that we would take that we would hate the job, but we are so passionate about the company that we would take the job? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And for laughs> so... The- I'd love to see a comment where people guess what that job is. <laughs> true.
1: Uh So, so I want, to, I want to enjoy the company. I want to enjoy my peers. Um, I want to have a, I'm less worried about the leadership holistically, more about sort of the second in command. If I have a full yep. 100% trust in the second command, then I know that at least half of the windmills are looked at at any one period of time. So I can focus on the ones that made sense to me. Um, and I need that freedom of, of where to place my attention. If I don't have the freedom to where, where to place my attention in those windmills or outside to another set of windmills, then I would not enjoy that particular book.
2: Yeah. So, um, I, I think for every podcast moving forward, Carlos, um, I'll give a free six month subscription to get home to whatever the best comment is. Nice. Well, that would be cool. Be specifically for this podcast. Um, the first person in the comments that can guess the role that Paul and I have that we share in common that we would either one of us would take if it was offered, yep. we would hate the role but yep. it's because of the company, we'll get a free six month subscription to Gigom. Nice. And we cannot play. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> only
1: every other radar though
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. only radars that get published on Thursdays, but it's fine. <laughs>
0: you better hope (laughs) well my friends there you have it sometimes you have to take the time to analyze where you got there and then what you're doing personally to improve yourself sometimes you may have to reflect and then make some actions but also think about what you're doing for your team Are you taking the time to help them so they can do the same process so then together we can impact and transform this world? So, my friends, be the best leader that you can be, and we'll see you on our next episode.